Welcome to Astrology and Stuff, where we try to talk about serious subjects without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm your host and sacred clown, Sampriti. Thank you for being here. Well, this is a different episode this week. A combination of factors have led me to decide to release the Patreon-exclusive episode that I recorded for this week's Astrology um, for you, for everybody. It's so big, this week's Astrology, that I think everybody should have the chance to hear it. We will be back next week with a normal Through the Signs episode, picking up where we left off, talking about Libra and Scorpio next Wednesday. Um, If you would like to support the show, please hop on the Patreon. Uh, We have two tiers. $3 gets you just full support. $5 gets you extra weekly bonus episodes. Um, And thank you so much to all of the supporters who do show up. Um, And if you'd like to support the show without throwing any money uh, its way, please just uh, share your episodes, share your experiences, review it on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts. That'd be a fantastic way to support the show. Um, well, let's jump into it. We're talking about the Virgo full moon and, of course, Saturn moving into Pisces. Uh, please let me know if you have any questions or if you'd like me to answer any questions on the show in our weekly Q&A segment. Um, otherwise, I'll jump in. And as always, thank you for being here. Hello and welcome to the subscriber-exclusive weekly transit talk of Astrology and Stuff. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And as always, thank you for being here. Hello, I'm Sampriti, but you knew that. Um, welcome to the astrology and stuff, uh, bonus episode of the week. Welcome to the Virgo full moon. Welcome pretty much. Is it right now? Um, in four minutes, um, Saturn will be officially moving into the sign of Pisces. So we've got a lot to talk about. Um, thank you. Thank you, um, for your patience. This episode is a day late, hopefully not a dollar short. Um, We had an emergent um, need to purchase a new car yesterday. And as some of y'all might know, um, that's not necessarily a few minutes uh, progress. So, uh, or process, I should say. Um, So thank you again for the patience. Um, So first and foremost, Virgo full moon happened about an hour ago as I'm recording this. At about uh, actually half hour ago, yeah, hour ago, seven forty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Virgo full moon at sixteen degrees Virgo. So I'm going to be delivering, uh, recording this episode and then this week's regular episode of astrology and stuff, um, but more so this episode from a very personal place. Um, it's really hard for me to, um, get completely objective about this particular astrology, i.e. the Virgo full moon and Saturn moving into Pisces because this shit is lighting me up. And, um, astrologically speaking, um, the Virgo full moon 
is happening right on top of my Mercury and a couple of degrees away from my midheaven and therefore my uh, IC, like the, the most deepest, most internal private part of my chart and the most public part of my chart. Um, and guys, gals, everyone, everyone uh, who does not identify as a guy or a gal or both perhaps, um, the pain of expansion, the discomfort of being seen, the, the horror of being known and the pleasure of being known all at the same time, um, it feels very Scorpionic. It feels like very classically Scorpionic where Scorpio desires the deepest of connections, but, um, abhors the, the risk, you know, the exposure that it takes to, you know, have that connection, you know, the, the exposure, the rawness that it takes to actually be seen, but it, but it also knows that they also know that the, there is no such higher pleasure than being seen and being like capital K known. And with this full moon hitting my IC and my MC, um, my most private of places and my most public of needs, um, that is all over the place for me. So I'm wondering where 16 degrees Virgo uh, and 16 degrees Pisces shows up in your chart. Do you have planets or planetary bodies there? Okay, yeah, it's official. Saturn just moved into Pisces. Oh, cue the <laughs> cue the the vibe of listening to a song and crying. <laughs> And being moved to tears. Cue the vibe of standing in front of a piece of art and being moved to tears. Cue the taking a macro dose of mushrooms or another psychedelic and, you know, having the most visceral experience of interconnectedness that you could ever imagine and more. Uh, that is the vibe that we are moving into. <laughs> Um, anyway, back to the Virgo full moon. I'm wondering where are your planetary bodies um, in and around 16 degrees Pisces, 16 degrees Virgo, um, because the sun is, because again, it's a full moon. The sun is in Pisces. The moon is in Virgo. Um, but also, do you have anything squaring off with this full moon? 16 degrees Gemini, 16 degrees Sag um, in and around those degrees. Do you have anything trining this full moon? Um, 16 degrees, well, with the moon part, 16 degrees, any earth sign, Taurus or um, uh, Capricorn, in uh, a sextile to the moon, uh, to this full moon would be um, two to the left, so 16 degrees Cancer, or two to the right, 16 degrees, um, hello, Scorpio. Um, the water signs that abut up against the earth sign, uh, Virgo. So, um, what you got, what you got going on? Um, it's a, a vulnerability, uh, party here guys. <laughs> so let's talk about Virgo a little bit. Um, Virgo 
and full. So let's talk about the full moon, the mechanism of the full moon first, and then we'll get into like the, the archetype that this mechanism is showing in which it's showing up. Um, the mechanism of the full moon is this, like, it's a crisis point. It's a crisis point because it's a, a, a culmination. It's a crescendo. It's a climax. And, and there is in that climax. So if you're familiar with the tarot, um, if you're not familiar with the tarot, don't worry, keep listening. Cause there's, there's a little bit of, of teaching here, but if you are familiar with the tarot, it's this, the full moon reminds me of the 10, the, the pip cards, um, it, the 10 card, uh, of any suite. Um, I'm, I'm thinking specifically like 10 of discs, um, or 10 of, of coins or 10 of pentacles, depending on your, your deck. Um, at first blush, it's like, Ooh, it's everything. I've done it. I'm at the top of the mountain. Yes. And then you give yourself a beat. And there's also this vibe of now what? <laughs> And if anybody has some Pisces in them, um, there's there's just kind of this for every full hearted crying at the art, crying at the you know, crying at the beautiful song, witnessing beauty, bearing witness to beauty, and being moved to tears for it. Some of that those tears are because you know that this moment's going to end. You know, you're crying also, or you're you're being impelled by this emotion, this sense of culmination, of, of impermanence, of the massive impermanence that is, is all around us. It's very, it's very, uh, it's giving very like poet, right? Um, and kind of beatnik and kind of, you know, it, without so much wholeheartedness, it would be very nihilistic, right? I know a lot of Pisces, specifically Pisces men, who are very um, healing their in the in the process of healing their own masculine, and they're learning how to move into that emotional vulnerability and that emo- feel their feelings, like learning literally how to feel their feelings. As for the vast majority American men, um, and and they've had to kind of dis- disguise their Piscesness, that emotional touch point of the Piscesness in nihilism. And, um, for lack of a, a better word, but you know, it's, it's a lot of them atheism, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe in anything. Uh, and they just, and under the force of that, they have to kind of quell down their, their everythingness of Pisces. Um, but like going back to the tarot, that 10 card is very, everything is here. And this is everything. I guess we got to start over. You know, I guess it's back to ace. I guess it's back to one. Um, because every time we culminate the thing, every time we climb to the top of the mountain or we get to the top of the mountain, we realize that there's like nowhere to go except back again. And remember, 
you know, development evolution is a spiral. It's not a perfect circle. It's, it's more of a, uh, a spiral because every time we complete the circle, we are indeed not back at that beginning point, that exact beginning point. We are at a new beginning point. Yes, we are, are moving through with the beginning tools again. We are operating with a pure beginner's mind. Um, but we are, are, there's this forward momentum constantly, but there is this spiralic nature. I don't think that's a word, but there you go. There's this spiral nature to it, um, that is beautifully interpreted or, uh, expressed by the tarot where we go ace two through 10. And then yes, we have the royalty, but that's a different um, that's a different, the court cards, that's a different story. Um, but then we go after 10, we go back to the ACE again and up through two and three and expanding four and then contracting five and then the next level of expansion six and then, ooh, crisis point seven and then eight and then nine and then it's 10 again. So this that's the energy of this full of a full moon where it's just this expansion 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 and now it's at this point of like oh i am experiencing both my fullest self the fullest illumination i am taking in the most uh light from the sun poetically speaking metaphorically speaking reflecting the most possible light from the sun and now I have nowhere to go except to begin to wane again. And full moons in mutable signs, i.e. Uh, Virgo, Pisces, Sag, and Gemini, they are, they do have, for me at least, they do have this vibe of, like th- there's an intensification of that you know, here we are, (laughs) this is it. And back we go. Um, because I, because it's a mutable sign, um, and specifically this mutable of the most mutable of the mutable axis, um, Virgo and Pisces, you know, Virgo is obviously not the last, um, the last sign of the, the Zodiac, but it's the polarity partner to the last, sign of the Zodiac. And Virgo finishes up the first half of the Zodiac, which is if you listen to the podcasts, um, we're really going through how this, the, the, we've basically got six signs and their six polarity partners. We've got Aries through Virgo, which um, develops our internal, our subjective evolution. And then we've got Libra through Pisces, which develops our external out in the world via relationship objective evolution. So in and of themselves, Virgo and Pisces, they're finishers. They are, they are that, that pain that you feel and that joy that you feel in the chest when you know that you're on the last page of the book. Like, oh, I, I can never go back and read this book for the first time again. You know, um, that kind of nostalgia kind of sensitivity to it. In Virgo specifically, a full moon in Virgo, it's all about the micro. It's about the, you know, everything that I've been yammering on for the last 10 minutes, um, specifically to like the micro, like tying up loose ends. Um, This whole 
Um, this is really interesting. This is just dawning on me. Thanks, guys, for being an audience um, so I can work through all this. Um, yesterday, we were doing, you know, we were at the bank or the credit union to do uh, financing for the new car. And some things popped up on our credit report that we had no idea. Well, one of them we had no idea was there. Um, thanks, Verizon. And the and another one I completely forgot about. I totally forgot about that card because um, it was on like an automatic payment and and stuff like that. And and it's she's like our our lovely lovely. Um, um, loan officer was saying, get these taken care of. And then we're, we're good to go to move forward. And it was literally just like taking 20 minutes, um, attending to a loose end, tying it up, snipping it off, making it all pretty, letting it go. And then we can move forward. That's very, very, that's like the most Virgo thing. Like, all of these adulting, like we were doing major, major adulting tasks of um, digging out like the, okay, so you move apartments or you move, um, you move out of the house. Um, This is like specifically for like an apartment. And you know, they're going to have a cleaning crew come through before the new, uh, the new renters come through. But so like, do you really need to clean out like do a deep clean of the pantry. And in my early twenties, when I was changing, um, you know, apartments, I, no, I did not. I, I will be honest. No, I did not do a deep clean. Now, you know, when we move out of this house, uh, are we, whether or not we have a cleaning crew come through, I'm, I know me, I'm going to clean every single corner of that pantry because I know it's not just for the people coming in. It's for, it's because the job is done. And I know enough about myself. I know enough about, you know, the energetics of love and of care and hello Virgo devotion and service that mean that I'm going to be getting a lot out of this experience of letting go and then moving on to the new thing. If I can just devote myself as much as possible within reason to the cleaning up, cleaning up the corners, you know, snipping off the loose ends, making sure they're not going to ravel out. And that, that is very, very Virgo. That is, um, this, this experience of, of repairing and healing and, um, and like the full light of the, 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 the full moon is going to, elim- it's probably eliminating a lot of dusty corners in your life right now. And I don't know about you, but that can become very quickly, very overwhelming. Um, we can use that, that, that Virgo, the lower vibrational Virgo, uh, overly critiquing I to attach blame and shame to those dusty corners, right? Um, looking at the house, looking at the the pile of laundry, looking at, um, the, you know, the email inbox that has tens of thousands of emails in it. Um, one thing 
is it's totally different. Um, two separate things. Thing A is looking at the pile of laundry and neutrally saying that needs to be folded and put away. What, let me check in with my energy. Do I have the energy to do that? Do I have the energy to do half of that and maybe delegate the other half? If I don't have the energy to do that, the whole thing or even half, who am I going to delegate that to? What are, can I, can I get this, can I get this done in like a 15 minute chunk of time? Let me set the timer. Hello, ADD. Let me set the timer and I'm going to fold, I'm going to do nothing but fold laundry and center myself and fold laundry and, and do devote 15 minutes of my time and energy to this task because I have done the internal, um, I've done the internal, uh, um, inventory, energetic inventory, and that's what I've got. And that feels good to me. And that's thing A. Thing B is looking at the pile of laundry and saying, I'm such a dirty person. I'm practically a hoarder. Oh my goodness. You know, sign me up for a TLC show. This is, this is disgusting. How did it, that's been there for a week. How did I let it, of course I don't have anything to wear because it's all here on the, you see the difference? You see the difference because Virgo is, the, what is also on this Virgo Pisces axis, it is the archetype of the victim and the martyr. Um, when we are in this, this vibe of service and devotion, High and healing, massive, massive healing through service and devotion. That's the that's the one vibration. The other vibration is that of victimhood, that of martyrdom. Oh my God, guys! My my inner martyr this morning has just been and and I've been on it. I've been totally aware, but my inner martyr is just right. It's not even below the surface. She's sitting here, you know, right next to me you know, poor, poor you, your, your kids don't listen to you, you know, you're this and that and that and that. And I'm just like, I don't know her. (laughs) So just be conscious of what you need to feel as good as you can in this moment. Um, how, cause a lot of us are here to transmute that, that victiminess that martyriness in back into that that high that we get from service, the turn on of devotion, right? Because remember, Virgo just came from Leo, and Leo just came from Cancer, and in Cancer we come into this place of emotionality, of oh, this is vulnerability, and this is this is the beginning of true connection. And Leo is, you know, amplifying that watery emotional experience of true connection and vulnerability with the fire of, of the self, with the fire of self-expression. Here's how I express myself so that my people can find me. Um, and here are my gifts. And then Virgo is taking all of that fire and it's grounding it into the body and it's grounding it into to the earth element. And it's like, here I've got my heart. I've got my uncondi- I've got my open, open, unconditional love heart. 
I've got my fire of self-expression. Here's how I can be of service. Here's how powerful I can be with those two things. Here's, here's my fire of devotion. You know, devotion is that fire of Leo grounded into the earth. And it's the shit that we, I, I shouldn't even play call it shit. It's the beautiful things that we devote ourselves to again and again and again and again. Because we know that, that we, even if we, we're not aware of it in the moment, our bodies recognize how tangential and reciprocal and I'm doing like the infinity sign with my fingers right now, just back and forth in and out. It's sex, right? It's intercourse of the serving the other and serving the self happens. And, and remember Virgo's the last sign of only self and self. We haven't even gone into Libra where we experience an other yet, but so like that right there should show us just how, quote unquote, big quote unquote, how selfish devotion is. Devotion is and service is a self-centered experience and action um, in, in, at the fundamental level. I'm talking just like archetypes, fundamentals. Okay, um, because we haven't even branched out into the world yet developmentally, but this is where it is. This is where service and devotion and healing is. It's an internal thing. So, where are you in devotion to you? Where are you in devotion to a higher vibrational experience? And that's that. I mean, that was my devotion this morning as I'm finding part of myself wanting to bitch and moan to my kids and micromanage them. Hello, Virgos, micromanaging, God. Um, and micromanage them. I, I'm, I, I, there were so many moments this morning where I caught myself and noticed what was really going on, i.e. I was feeling the magnitude of the energy of this Virgo full moon that is at work inside of me. And it's a lot. And so it's like, what do you want to, what do you really want to be in devotion to in this moment? What do you, as my, you know, dearly departed teacher, Guru Jagat would always say, what do you want a bigger experience of? She was a Virgo. She had a lot of Virgo. What do you want a bigger experience of in this moment? And this can, this can be beautifully, you know, rewound back to the great statement of, do I want to be happy or do I want to be right? in this moment. And sometimes guys, it's like, fuck it. I want to be right. And then, then you get to live out that experience and that's fine too. Like there's no right or wrong. There's no blame and shame, right? Um, it's just, what do you want a bigger experience of? Um, notice I didn't say, what should I want a bigger experience of? So there's, there's a, a huge, um, and Leo really helps us with that. This like, this honesty, this honesty and, and, you know, cancer helps us with like the self-acceptance and the unconditional self-acceptance and the unconditional self-love that has to happen first in order to be honest with ourselves, uh, Leo, um, and open-hearted with ourselves. Like, yeah, this is really who I am. Um, 
I, I personally, in the last week, I was like, you know, I'm really needy. I are in it with attention. I really need specifically from my partner. I really need a lot of attention. I am not happy when I'm not getting attention. Um, and I just, I had to get real with that. And in order for me to get real with that and then advocate for my needs from this place of realness, I, I had to do, you know, I had to get through all of the shit of like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to need this much attention. I shouldn't be this needy. Um, why, why should, why does anybody need this much attention? And it's like, fuck that. You know, that's, that's not a, a viable question. Um, and so, so you see how like one sign feed, the development and the work of one sign feeds into the next and they just kind of build on each other. And so we find ourselves in Virgo, you know, at the end of the, you know, poetic summer because cancer begins summer, Leo culminates summer and Virgo ends the, the season of summer, um, ends summer with just like this realness of uh, realness and practicality, like the practicality that stems from knowing thyself. Like, oh, I, I got, I'm real with, I'm accepting of myself. I'm real with myself in this area because it's all layers, right? And now I can do something with it. Now I actually have, have deep unburdened myself of this like existential um, uh, resistance against this part of myself I've dared to love myself and to express myself from this place of love and realness. And now I've got all this room and energy to serve open-heartedly without this victim-y status. Because damn, if we don't attend to, I'm going to speak from my here. When I don't attend to the self-acceptance part, and the self-realness part, expressing from an authentic place, a place of, of authenticity, I go into that Virgo service and it's all victim-y. Look at me. I'm the, you know, I'm the only one here, so I have to make the lunches. I got to do this. And yeah. my God, I have to feed my body again. Ugh, it sucks. Ugh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. And then I'm like, I look at myself. I'm like, I'm fucking complaining all day. Why am I complaining so much? Well, I'm, I must have a resistance against somehow the, uh, the way things are, right? I'm resisting against the way that things are in this moment instead of being in the present moment. And, and that's where like gratitude, that the whole practice of gratitude shifts us from um, from a place of, it just, it's that, that it, it does that transmutational work. It flips that switch of, um, going from, uh, and the gratitude forces us to be in the moment. The gratitude, uh, I say force with, you know, quotes, um, the gratitude is the tool that invites that, that unconditional self-acceptance, unconditional self-love, which then leads to uh, authentic self-expression and being real in the moment, which then can deliver a completely high, you know, a completely transmuted experience of that Virgo work, service, devotion, healing. So, okay. Um, this is a longer episode. There you go. Um, 
so the Saturn, let's go into Saturn. Oh, oh, last thing about the full moon. Um, if you guys like to kind of go backwards and, and um, keep journals and things like that, look at last August, the end of last August, the Virgo new moon was August 27th of 2022. What was going on for you? Me, I was finishing up my, my you know, career at the bag lady after almost three years. And, um, and things were very, like things had a, a very, um, there's a very Virgo, obviously it was Virgo season, but it was a very like, oh, I'm not doing this Virgo anymore. (laughs) Why I, I, and it didn't, uh, obviously didn't like all have to do with, you know, the bag lady and, and me leaving the bag lady, I left there under fantastic circumstances and it was just time. But that, that's the point. It was just time because in a, a job and environment where for, you know, two years and 10 months, I was like just leaping into and, and so, so easy to be grateful for, for like that last month, I was, I was bitching and moaning a lot. And about stupid stuff. And I just, I looked around and was like, oh, it must be time to let go. This season must be at an end because I'm suddenly um, embodying the victim and the martyr a lot more than I'm embodying the, the turned on service, you know, the, 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 the person who's turned on by the devotion and, and lit up by that, that service element. So um, pay attention to what was going on late August of, um, last year. Okay. Now Saturn officially in Pisces. Okay. Um, so moving backwards, uh, the same with Saturn. So this, the last time Saturn officially changed signs, moved from Capricorn into Aquarius, March 30th, 31st of Twenty fucking twenty, okay. I don't know about you, but I know exactly what was going down in March thirtieth and thirty first, and like the first week of April twenty twenty. Yes, we were two weeks. Like we were into that. It because um, here in Charlotte, the first lockdown happened. Um, I think it was the 15th of March, 14th or 15th of March. It was like right before St. Patrick's Day. And, and it was like the first official, like really forced, nobody leaves unless you're an essential worker. And everybody's like asking, well, what the fuck is an ex- essential worker? Um, we were just kind of figuring that out. It was, it was two weeks. It was a two, the first period was a two week period. And, so Saturn moved into Aquarius right at the end of that two-week period. And then it just kind of, the period, of course, like kept extending and extending and extending. And nobody knew what was going on. And you, you remember. Um, also, also, my consciousness was being blown wide-ass open. Uh, my worldview was completely changing. And this was, the, I'm saying this as somebody, I consider like my, my spiritual awakening, like my hardcore kundalini, busting open spiritual awakening, May, June of 2017. 
So by Mar- late March of in April of 2020, I'd already been in that space for a solid almost three years. <clears throat> and and I'm and but my worldview was changing, like how I saw the world or, or how I understood the world to work, the community to work, and um and so. That is, you know, Saturn moving into Aquarius full, because Saturn and Jupiter moved into Aquarius for like a hot minute in, um, hold on, let me, no, that was at the end of 20, I'm so sorry, Um, time moves weirdly, the great conjunction, I think, I can't remember, okay guys, was it December of 2019 or... December of 2020. Go back and check. Check your notes. Um, I'm actually going to check my astro because I'm not going to let that go. And I don't want to be distracted by that for the rest of the um, recording. So bear with me. November, December. Okay, yeah. So we had... So yeah. Um, Saturn moved into Aquarius initially, um, March 31st, 30th, um, of, uh, 2020. And then it went retrograde and for a wee bit, it moved back into Capricorn. And then for real, for real, um, the great conjunction, y'all remember that was, uh, winter solstice of 2020, uh, where it moved back into Aquarius with Jupiter also moving into Aquarius, um, okay, thank you. I got that out of the way. So the the whole vibe of Saturn shifting signs, that's, this is big, okay? Saturn's doing that again, okay? So my, um, my, I'm positing that this is Saturn shifting into Pisces is going to be way less of a, we're not going to be able to kind of project, feel out what this could be. Um, in a way that we could, even though nobody kind of saw what was come, what was fully coming with the pandemic in March of 2020, um, Saturn moving into Aquarius, we actually had a lot more um, tangibility about around that um, because of Pluto, because of the type of, because of the transition that Saturn was making, not so much like into Aquarius, but Saturn moving, being in Capricorn and moving out of Capricorn and Pluto being in Capricorn so hard, so extra for, you know, the past 15 years, um, we've gotten a lot of tangibility around what things ending, um, power struggles and power transitions moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. We're very well versed, you know, most of us, especially those of us, you know, studied a lot of astrology, um, yogic, philosophy, um, new agey kind of things moving into the age of Aquarius. So there's been a lot of study 
a lot of practice, we should we could say, around the transition from Capricorn into Aquarius. And hello, at the end of the month, in another couple weeks, I'm going to be yammering on about Pluto moving into Aquarius. There we are. There has not been as much, if any, of the transition from Aquarius to Pisces. And part of the reason of that is because Pisces defies explanation. Pisces, um, as the sign rules naturally, the 12th house. The 12th house in our chart is this place of, by default, by definition, undefinability, definitively undefinable, right? Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. Jupiter is the, the ancient ruler of Pisces. And, and it's just this place of, hmm, we'll see what happens. And that's a very Pisces thing to say of, of like, of being able to say, yeah, we'll see what happens from a place of kind of, um, confidence. Um, we're able to, and I, I identify a lot of the time as a Pisces because my midheaven, my moon and my Mercury are all in Pisces. I'm very at home in Pisces. Um, and we're able to confidently, and this is, this goes for a lot of mutable signs too, but Pisces is the most mutable of the mutable signs. Um, you know, it's just intensified here. Uh, Pisces, we're very confident because we just, you just kind of know everything, right? You just, you don't, you don't have to know every, like cap, you don't have to little K know everything because you already big K, capital K, know everything. And it's like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Loosey goosey. Let's keep it loose. Okay. Um, now, <clears throat> so Saturn being in this a sign of that vibe is going to be very interesting. That's another layer of kind of the unpredictable. No, everything's predictable, but not necessarily the predictability is not known. Right? The, it's unclear how the pattern. There's a pattern in everything, even Saturn in Pisces. Um, there, it's unknown to us. We're not supposed to know how this is going to play out. Right? Um, there was more knowability with. Definitely more knowability with Saturn and Capricorn, more knowability with Saturn and Aquarius, um, specifically because uh, in ancient and uh, more traditional astrology, Saturn rules Aquarius too. Uh, Uranus rules Aquarius in, in modern uh, astrology. But um, the whole, you know, Saturn is the knowable. Saturn is the formulated. Saturn is the formulaic. Saturn is the, the structure, the process, the repeating pattern, the tradition. You know, Tevye from Fiddler on the Roof, tradition. You know, it is because it's always been done this way. We know how it's going to play out. The planet of that very necessary function and, and, and structure in our life is in Pisces. The spirit realm, the ephemeral, the unknowable. So the, the anxiety-riddled person in me 
is, gets nervous about that for obvious reasons. It's like, oh, shit. There's going to be a lot about the next couple of years that I, there's going to be a lot of surprises. There's going to be a lot of surprises. So how does, how does Saturn or how does Pisces respond to surprises? Gently. Um, I was listening to the Channy app and Channy was talking about Pisces as Rihanna and uh, Virgo as Beyonce. And it was perfect because they are Virgos, Beyonce is a Virgo and, and Rihanna is a Pisces and how Rihanna's like, yeah, I might drop a, an album. Yeah. Yeah. You won't hear from me for like, you won't, you won't get any new music from me for seven years, but, um, look, I'm still, you know, look at this, Look look at my babies. Uh, look at this, you know, you still, you can't stop talking about her. Um, if anything, her quote unquote absence from music created a, a bigger archetype for her. Oh, she became a billionaire, you know, because she, she, she does not keep to a, anybody else's time frame, right? She keeps her own goddamn time. Um, nobody doubts her strength. Nobody declares, you know, Rihanna as wishy-washy, right? Um, because she is, she, she is strong. She's strong and she is self, um, she is very self, um, she's strong in herself. And that wasn't always the case, right? Um, in her earlier years, but the more that she has kept, you know, kept the beat to her own drummer, the the this this um exp- the world's experience of her as delightfully unpredictable and like artiste it's only expanded and and that is one thing about pisces and this is kind of why jupiter one of the tiny reasons that jupiter ruled pisces before is pisces just keeps expanding pisces in my mind my nerd brain Pisces is the um, is the the um, astrophysical rule of and law of our ever expanding universe. How everything is moving away from each other, further and further and further and further. That is Pisces to me. Think of mist. Mist holds no boundary in the way that a lake or a well or a um, the Mariana Trench does, right? Mist has no boundary. And Saturn, the planet of our relationship with authority, the planet of our relationship with boundaries and limits and rules and regulations, is in this sign? I'm very curious too. I'm very excited. Um, and on a deeper level, Pisces is all about unconditional love. Pisces is the last stop where we come back to, oh, everything is love. 
There's nothing that is not love. And that planet that rules our relationship with authority, internal and external, our relationship with rules and regulation, most of all time, the boundary of time, karma. This is going to be, we're going to spend a couple of really incredible years in this archetype of uncondition of inescapable unconditional love. So the last time Saturn was in Pisces, it spent a very short time in Pisces um, in 1998. So February of early February of 1998 to I'm just moving through because I did not take notes about this part. Um, and then it went retrograde, went into Torah. Oh God. Hold on. Sorry. Apologies. I had that wrong. I should have had coffee. Yeah. Erase that. Not 1998. Guys, I really am a professional, but I was looking at Jupiter. Um, Jupiter through, flew through Pisces in 1998. Um, we had Saturn enter Pisces in, here we go, um, February of 1994. February of 1994 to... Um, I'm just making sure that's not a retrograde. February of 94 to March, April of 96. So 94 to 96. Well, some of y'all are going to be experiencing... Hi, Berta. Some of y'all are going to be experiencing your Saturn return because that's when you were born. Um... And some of y'all are going to be a little bit older and not remember what 94 to 96 was like. Um, well, 94 to 96, for me, I was 12, 12 to 14. And it was like, I, I feel very um, Dickensian or Tolstoy. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, I loved the vibe of the world at that moment. Like 93, 94, 95 was really like I grunge was here. I don't know why I loved like grunge and it's it was clueless, like mid early to mid nineties was um it it was just I loved the feel of it. Personally at home I was becoming it was uh, somebody was coming into a father figure was coming into my life where, so I, I was moving from a place of a lot of, of, of just normal freedom to one of incredible and an incredibly, uh, traumatic, like sheltering and constriction. And that probably was, that person probably came into my life right when Saturn was transiting my moon in Pisces. I'll have to go back and look that. That's really interesting. Um, 
Hello, authority, Saturn. So um, what was, and if you're, I'm 40, I'm going to be 41. So if you're a little bit older than me, you've got like a more teenager to adult experience of, of um, the last time Saturn was in Pisces. Um, you're going to want to just kind of think back to what that, what that was like. There was a lot of feeling, but there was also like a lot of mask. I, I, uh, I want to degenderize it, but it felt, um, yeah, not, not necessarily masculine, but patriarchal. There's like this patriarchal kickback because hello, the, the patriarch is forced to be, to, to force to examine their own ending. Right. And especially in our day and age, the patriarch forced into the sign of unconditional love means that it's got to grow up a lot and it's got to find different, different avenues of expression because the at this day and age, the patriarch's not comfortable within the vibe of unconditional love. Are they? Look around. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up there. How long was this? Um, yeah, y'all don't have all day. Uh, that was 50 minutes. And um, we've got a few other small things uh, going on this week. Not small, but small compared to, you know, what I just got done talking about. Um, On Saturday, Venus sextiles Mars and Gemini. Um, Also on Saturday, Mercury sextiles Uranus and Taurus. That's some yummy, um, kind of horny, (laughs) adventurous uh, um, experiences, you know, vibes on, on Saturday. So make something, connect, talk with people, talk with, talk with your loved ones, um, if you're, if you're on the dating apps, it's a great day for that. Great day for those types of connections. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Jupiter conjunct Chiron and Aries. And I wrote in quotes, the pain of expansion. Oh my God. I'll, I'll probably come back next week and talk a lot more about, cause I, this will be on, uh, come out next Monday. Um, talk a lot more about Jupiter conjunct Chiron and Aries. Cause that's, that's a, that's another big one. And I want to devote some more time to that. Um, and I have a lot of like, it's, it's been moving through me. So stuff wants to be said. Um, anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, absolutely love doing this. And, um, if you like the show, if you get stuff from it, um, please share. Uh, I would like to start, um, you know, as I'm, I'm developing roots with it and kind of moving through the signs and and getting the vibe and the tempo. Um, I want to, in the next six months or so, I really want to start promoting it more. So, um, y'all are one of my best ways of doing that. So if you like it, share it, please. And as always, thank you for being here. So that's it for this episode of Astrology and Stuff. You can, of course, come back each Wednesday for new episodes. And you also have a way to get weekly bonus episodes, of which today's was um, on my Patreon page. Just search Astrology and Stuff Podcast. Bonus episodes are weekly peeks into the planetary transits where we can get into the astrology of the week and how that may be affecting you in your neck of the woods. Plus, they're a little bit more informal, as you could tell. Each episode of Astrology and Stuff is written, recorded, edited, and mixed by me, Sampriti Ireland. 
And the music you hear is an original work by Angel Wing. And again, thank you for being here.